Shabbat Shalom, my beloved brethren, and to each and every one of you. And we are indeed once again so grateful to our loving Abba today that he was able to gather us and along with our family be able to listen to his words and admonition. May this lesson today may the more strengthen us in our faith, in our hope in him and to his son loving Yahusha so that we may continue to overcome whatever trials and hardships may come in our life. Beloved brethren, as we have learned from our previous lesson, from our worship service last week, though we are children of Yahuwah God, that we will still experience sufferings in our life. Why? Because the Apostle Paul mentioned it to the Assembly of Rome, that all creation, God's creation, has been subject to groaning as in the pains of childhood right up to the present time. So as we continue in our lesson series of thriving through suffering, what must we put in our minds so that we can thrive through suffering? That as children of God, we too will experience problems and trials. It's inevitable, my beloved brethren. But you know the difference between us and the people of this world? When sufferings come, people of this world will either falter or give up or even lose hope. But we as children of God, Yahuwah, we will embrace it and even rejoice when we run into problems and trials. Why, my beloved brethren? Why did we say that? For we know, as we have learned before, that they will develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our hope of salvation, as it is written in Romans chapter 5, verse 3 to 4. Today, beloved brethren, we will learn about a servant of God who applied this in her life. And because of it, she was able to thrive through her sufferings and in the end receive many great blessings in her life. So who is then an example of a servant of Yahuwah who went through sufferings in her life? We will begin our studies today by reading the book of Ruth, chapter one, verse one to two. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled, but there was a famine in the land and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech. The name of his wife was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Melon and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to the country of Moab and remained there. Who was an example of servant Yahuwah who went through great suffering? It was Naomi, who lived during the time of what? Judges, beloved brethren. What do we need to know about the time of judges? It was a time when people compromised their loyalty to whom? Yahuwah. At times they would worship him, and at times they would abandon him. So judges was at the time, my beloved brethren, if you still remember our Bible history, after Joshua, who took over who? Moses. So after Joshua, passed away, the judges, the elders of the church took over. Now, what did they say about during the time of the judges? Whenever they abandoned Yahuwah, they what? They suffered. Consequences like famine and defeat or even enslavement from their enemies, who likely were the Philistines. At this time, what was happening in the land of Judah? It was a great famine. Because the famine lasted for too long, what did Elimelech and Naomi decide to do? moved their family to the country of Moab. 
Moab hoping for a better life, and that's understandable. Even many people today who face hardships and poverty believe that if they move to a different place or country, that it will be better. But is that always the case for some people, beloved brethren? In the case of Naomi and Elimelech and their family, what happened? What did Naomi and Elimelech experience when they moved there in Moab? Here in the book of Ruth, once again, chapter 1, verse 3 to 5. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. Now they, the two sons, took wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other was Ruth. And they dwelt there about 10 more years. Then both Melon and Chilion also died. So the woman survived her two sons and her husband. What did Naomi experience there in Moab? Was it blessing, my beloved brethren? Absolutely not. But what? It was more misfortunes. What happened to Lemelech, her husband? He died. And Naomi was left alone with her two sons. And her two sons ended up marrying who? Moabites women. One was Orpah and one was Ruth. What happened then to both Melon and Chilion after 10 years? The two sons also died. So overall, my beloved brethren, Naomi endured great sufferings in her life. She experienced famine in Judah, so she left home to find a better life. But what happened instead? In the land where she hoped to find better life, she what? Lost her husband and two lost her two sons. Talk about my beloved brethren, sufferings in her life, one after the other. Don't we not feel that sometimes, beloved brethren? There's even a saying, saying that when it rains, what? It pours. And that's exactly what happened to Naomi and her family. Could you just imagine what was the feeling at this time of her life? The stress she was going through? Brethren, how would you feel if it was to happen to us? Let me ask you this, though. As servants of Yahuwah God, will you give up or continue to thrive through sufferings? What do true the servants of God sometimes feel when they experience sufferings in this life? Let us read the book of Psalm, chapter 42, the verse is 3 and 11. Day and night I cry, and tears are my only food. All the time, my enemies ask me, where is your God? Why am I so sad? Why am I so troubled? I will put my hope in God. And once again, I will praise him, my Savior and my God. Such a beautiful son indeed, my beloved brethren, from a servant of God. What do servants of Yahuwah sometimes feel with, <laughs> when they experience sufferings? It says they cry day and night, and tears are like their only food. Why do they feel this way? Because they endure one problem after another. Sometimes this happened even to the people of Yahuwah, to us, my beloved brethren. What must we do then? We put our hope in Yahuwah. How do we put our hope in Yahuwah? The Bible says that Yahuwah, will give us plenty of reason to praise him. 
But the first step in putting our hope in Yahuwah is by what? Looking for opportunities that Yahuwah brings in our life. Many misses out on these opportunities, beloved brother, because they do not look for them. They do not look for them because they do not expect them. They lack faith, beloved brethren. What we must expect from Yahuwah to give us these opportunities. That is what it means to hope in God. So, beloved brother, when you pray for something, hope, believe that it's already going to be there, beloved brethren. Just like the servant of God. We all have cried before, did we not? When we were overwhelmed with sufferings in life. That's when we should also ask ourselves the same question, just like the servant of Yahuwah did. He says, I will put my hope in God, and once again, I will praise him, my Savior and my God. And you know what, brothers and sisters? If we do this, those tears of sadness will become the tears of joy. So don't ever give up. And remember to always put our hope on whom? Yahuwah Abba. Now going back to Naomi, what opportunity did Naomi find that Yahuwah had provided for her? Here, let's continue again our lesson in the book of Ruth, chapter 1, the verse is 6 to 7. Then Naomi heard in Moab that Yahuwah had blessed his people in Judah by giving them good crops again. So Naomi and her daughters-in-law got ready to leave Moab to return to her homeland. With her two daughters-in-law, she set out from the place where she had been living, and they took the road that would lead them back to Judah. What opportunity did Naomi find that Yahuwah provided? Yahuwah began to bless Judah again with what? Good crops. What did this mean for Naomi? It was a sign or a call to go back to her homeland. So God had provided her the opportunity. What did she decide to do? She took that opportunity. So what did she do? Go back to the road, go to the road that will lead her back to where? Judah. And who accompanied her? Her daughter-in-law, the Moabite woman, Ruth. Because Orpah, the other one, decided to go back and to stay there with her people. But Ruth also had faith in God and decided to go with who? With Naomi. This was a journey of faith because they were two women making a dangerous journeys, what? About 50 miles away, brothers and sisters. That is a long way, especially to walk. Now, Naomi found opportunity that Jehu provided and took action. Now here, look at this. Listen to this, brother. Two women who decided to go back to their homeland of Judah. Problem was they were, what, 50 miles away. Many miles away, there in Moab, was it safe to travel back then? Back then, blood brother, in the desert, in the wilderness? Absolutely not. Why? They could have been what? Attacked? Robbed by what? Thieves? Killed by wild animals? And die what? With, by thirst or hunger? There in the desert. But did that stop Naomi and Ruth from going back to Judah? No. For they knew. That Judah is where the blessings of Yahuwah is, and they took actions. They put their hope and faith in Yahuwah and not on themselves. Brethren, when we go through hardships in life, don't ever, don't ever lose hope. Put your hope and faith in Yahuwah, just like what Naomi and Ruth did. What happened? 
What happened after they made it back to Judah? Here, once again, the book of Ruth, chapter 1, verses 19 to 21. So the two of them continued on their journey. When they came to Bethlehem, the entire town was excited by their arrival. Is it really Naomi? The women asked. Don't call me Naomi, she responded. Instead, call me Mara, for the Almighty has made it life very bitter for me. I went away full, but Yahuwah has brought me home empty. Why call me Naomi when Yahuwah has caused me to suffer and the Almighty has sent such tragedy upon me? What, after, what happened after they made it back to Judah? The people were excited to see her, right? Her friends, which they have not seen for a long time, many years. But what did she say to them? Says, do not call me Naomi. Instead, call her what? Mara, which means bitter. Why did she say this? Because the Almighty has made her life bitter by causing her to suffer and experience tragedy. Naomi acknowledges her feelings and the discipline of Yahuwah. This was a way of confessing her sins to him and acceptance of Yahuwah's disciplines. Sometimes, beloved brethren, Yahuwah disciplines us, sad to say, because of our sins. But you know what, brothers and sisters? The best thing to do sometimes is to go ahead and accept it. Don't, don't, don't be hard-headed, my beloved brethren. Because sometimes disciplines is a, is a way of God, of God showing his, his love for us. What you should fear, my beloved brethren, what you should be afraid of is when we no longer feel the discipline of Yahuwah. Because why? Then that shows he no longer cares. To the parents, you know what I'm talking about. Do you not discipline your children? Why? Because we love them. Right? Same thing with our loving Abba. My beloved brethren, it's easy to put our hope in Yahuwah when things are going well in our lives. But what if, what if we're experiencing hardships or misfortunes in our life? Will we still be loyal and be true to our loving Abba? Even one after the other, just like Naomi experienced in her life? Will we still put our hope in God? You see, brethren, when we put our hope in God and surrender ourselves to Him, especially when we are facing great adversities in our life, that, my beloved brethren, is when we truly prove our faith and loyalty to our loving Yahuwah Abba. So when we pray, don't ask that Yahuwah to remove our problems and sufferings in life, but instead ask, pray for wisdom and strength to overcome our problems and sufferings in life. For when we are able to overcome, just like what the Bible says, we then develop endurance, and endurance develop our strength of character, and our character strengthen our hope of salvation. Praises be indeed to our loving Abba for the discipline that he, allow, he allows us to have in our life. Thank you, my beloved brethren. Our lesson will now be continued by our brother. Shabbat Shalom, beloved brethren. So in the first half of our lesson, we have learned what happened to Naomi 
and her family. So when there was a famine in Judah, what did they decide to do? They decided to, to go where? Moab. And what happened there? Did their lives improve? You know, when they got to Moab? No. They encountered a lot of misfortunes. First, the husband of Naomi died. What's the name of the husband of Naomi? Elimelech. Okay? And then his two, her two sons married Moabite women. And then after 10 years, both of Naomi's children died too. So big uh, misfortune. But Beloved brethren, in spite of that, what did Naomi decide to do? He decided, you know, to continue asking God for his help, asking God for his love and his compassion. So what happened to them? He, Naomi accepted that she committed sin against our almighty God. And what did she decide to do? She decided when she saw the opportunity, when crops sprang again in Judah, she decided to go back to Judah. That is an opportunity to return to her homeland and in effect to return to our Yahuwah Abba. So who decided to join her in her journey to uh, Judah? Ruth, her daughter-in-law. Okay? So she, when our Lord, Yahuwah Abba, presented the opportunity, she grabbed that opportunity. And also one thing that we should remember when we encounter a lot of misfortunes is to continue praising, worshiping our Yahuwah Alahim. And this is what she did. So how can we place our hope in Yahuwah even when he disciplines us? Okay, let us read in Isaiah 57, 15, 18 to 19. I am the high and holy God who lives forever. I live in a high place and holy place, but I also live with people who are humble and repentant so that I can restore their confidence and hope. I have seen how they acted, but I will heal them. I will lead them and help them. And I will comfort those who mourn. I offer peace to all, both near and far. I will heal my people. So how can we place our hope in Yahuwah even when he disciplines us? The, verse, the verses are telling us that we should humble ourselves and become repentant before, before our Yahuwah Abba 
So how can we humble ourselves by acknowledging all our sins and by returning to our Yahuwah Alahim? So beloved brethren, notice that in many of the verses wherein God requires something from us, there are corresponding promises. Promises that if we keep his commandment, then he will bless us. So in this particular case, if we become humble and repentant, what is it that he promised us? He said, I also live with people. In other words, he will live with us. Is that not, is that a small blessing, beloved brethren? God said, I live in the high and holy place, but I also live with people who are humble and repentant. So, beloved brethren, if you look at what happened to Naomi, great misfortunes, she lost her husband, she lost her two sons. What is the effect of this on a person? You encounter a lot of misfortunes. What happened? What happens to your confidence? Your confidence, you know, will go down. You probably will lose hope. And that is what has happened to Naomi. But did she allow that to hinder her from taking an opportunity? Presented to her by our Yahuwah Abba? No. So she returned, acknowledged her sins, and returned to her homeland. In effect, returning to our Yahuwah Alahim. So God's promise also is to restore our confidence and hope when we lose it. And that is what he did. For Naomi. What else? He said, I will heal them. I have seen how they acted. So when they decided to go to Moab, they have sinned against God. Why will you go to Moab? So we need to be healed from all our afflictions. So, beloved brethren, what must we do? Wait for our Yahuwah Abba expecting that his help will come. But we must be alert and look for opportunities that will come from Yahuwah. And this is what Naomi did. So what opportunity did Yahuwah provide that Naomi realized? Let us read in the book of Ruth 2, 19-20. Her mother-in-law asked her, where did you glean today? Where did you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I work with today is Boaz. She said, Yahuwah bless him. Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, he has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. 
she added. That man is our close relative. He is one of our kinsmen redeemers. So, beloved brethren, what opportunity did our Yahuwah Abba provide Naomi when, he, when they returned to Judah? Yahuwah provided a kinsman redeemer. So, what is a kinsman redeemer? It is a close relative who is obligated by law to help a relative in need. Are Na were Naomi and Ruth need something at that time? Yes. When they return from Moab, they have nothing, absolutely nothing. That's why Naomi said, when I went to Moab, I was full. But when I returned, I was empty. So, what did Naomi realize? So, she realized that it was not by chance that out of all the fields that Ruth could work, she found a field owned by a close relative, a kinsman redeemer by the name of Boaz. So this is the work of our Yahuwah Abba. In other words, Naomi saw the work of God's mighty hands. So what did Naomi do when she saw this opportunity? She advised Ruth about what to do. And Ruth followed her advice to the letter. So what happened after Ruth followed Naomi's advice? Let us continue reading in Ruth 4, 13 to 15. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. Then he went to her and Yahuwah enabled her to conceive and she gave birth to a son. The women said to Naomi, praise be to Yahuwah, who this day has not left you without a kinsman redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons has given him birth. So, beloved brethren, what happened after Ruth? Followed Naomi's advice. Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. And what did Yahuwah enable her to do? She gave birth to a son. So what did the women of Judah say about Naomi? Praise be to Yahuwah, who this day has not left you without a kinsman redeemer. So in other words, a kinsman redeemer was provided to redeem her. So what happened? She get her land back. And therefore, they don't live in poverty anymore. 
she gave, she, she got, you know, her old land. What else did they say? That Yahuwah will renew her life and will sustain her in her old age. Why? What happened? Because she got a grandson. In other words, a son was born to Ruth, who is the grandson of Naomi. So, beloved brethren, she was empty, but now she has her property back, and now she has a grandson. So, what also can we expect for Yahuwah to do when we go through suffering? Yahuwah has the power to restore our life, bring back everything that we might have lost because of misfortune, sufferings, and sin. And this is what our Yahuwah Abba has done to Naomi. What else did Yahuwah do for her? Provide her with a grandson. Who was this grandson? In Ruth 4, 16 to 17, we have the answer. Then Naomi took the child, laid him in her lap, and cared for him. The women living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. So who was this grandson of Naomi who will care for her in her old age? It was Obed who became the grandfather of David. So Obed has a son named Jesse. Jesse has a son named David. This was a great spiritual blessing. Why? Because from Naomi's line will spring the Messiah, our Lord Yahushua HaMashiach, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David. So what is this? This is a great spiritual blessing, not only to Naomi, but to all people. Because through her, through her line, God chose his one and only begotten son to die for us on the cross. So it is a great much, much more than what she has lost. When God replace, replaces something, he replaces it with something better, something good, such that his blessings will overflow in us. So, beloved brethren, before we pray today, what must we learn from this story of Naomi? Let us read the answer of the Holy Scriptures in Psalm. 34, 15, 17 to 19. The eyes of Yahuwah watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. Yahuwah hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. 
Yahuwah is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but Yahuwah comes to the rescue each time. So, beloved brethren, in our situation today, do we need the love and the guidance of our Yahuwah Abba and our Yahushua HaMasiyah? Yes. So what must we learn from the story of Naomi? That Yahuwah is close to the broken heart. Yes, we might have experience just like what Naomi has gone through. We encountered perhaps many, many misfortunes, hardships and difficulties. And these hardships and difficulties are still going on. The war between Russia and Ukraine is still there, causing a lot of problems. The prices of prime commodities has gone up. Many people have lost their jobs. That's why we need, we need the help of our almighty Elohim. So again, we could see the promises of our Yahuwah Abba from this verse that we have read. He said, the eyes of Yahuwah watch over those who do right. So if we do right, our Yahuwah will be watching over us. He will hear us when we call to him for help. Yes, we may encounter many troubles, but he said he will rescue us from all our troubles. Are you brokenhearted now? The verse tells us Yahuwah is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those who suspect whose spirits are crushed, just like what happened to Naomi. When she returned from Moab, she was brokenhearted. But then at the end, God restored everything and blessed her with a lot, lot more than what she had lost. Because God will be there. He will be close to those whose spirits are crushed. So the verse tells us the righteous person faces many troubles, but he will come to the rescue each time. So beloved brethren, if just like Naomi, you are experiencing hardships and difficulties now, let us put our hope and trust in our Yahuwah Abba. Wait for him to act, to help us, because he will surely help us. So watch for opportunities. So let us put our hope, our trust, our whole being, let us surrender it to our Yahuwah Abba and our Yahushua HaMasiyah because they will bless us and God's blessings will be with us even until 
eternity until everlasting life. Let us pray, beloved brethren. Our almighty and most loving Father, Yahuwah. Indeed, O oh God, you are our great, our almighty and most loving Father in heaven. As we are listening to your words, O oh our dear God, we could feel your love and your compassion to your people. Our dear Father, we have studied the story of Naomi, how from many misfortunes you have blessed her with a long, with good life, our dear Father, with a son who became the grandfather of David, and her line, oh, our dear Lord, our Yahusha HaMasiyah came from our dear Father in heaven. Thank you because you gave your only begotten Son to your people that through him, O oh Father, we became your sons and your daughters. We have the right and privilege to call and worship your most holy name. You have a lot of promises to your people. When we do righteously before your holy presence, your eyes will be on us. When we encounter troubles, troubles that we cannot count on our fingers, you will be there to rescue us. Oh, our dear God in heaven, who are we? We are but dust from the ground. But our dear Lord, because of your love and your compassion, you called us to become your sons and your daughters. Thank you, O oh Father. Thank you, O oh loving Yahuwah, for being with your servants. Kindly bless every one of your people. Bless the parents, our dear Lord, who are responsible for caring for their families. Bless also our children. Bless our grandchildren in their youth of oh father. Allow them to experience your love and your compassion. Allow them, oh dear father, to have experiences where you fulfill your promises to them, oh our dear God, that in times of trouble, you will be there for them. Our dear God in heaven, continue to provide for all your children. Give us everything that we need. Those who are sick of this time, our Father Almighty, our Yahuwah Rebecca, heal your people. Allow us, oh our dear Lord, to be able to continue serving you until the very end of our life. Bless those who are having difficulties to make ends meet, meet in these hard and difficult times. Pour out your blessings to your children that 
all of us so our dear father may have the things that we need to sustain our life to help other people but most of all to fulfill our duties and obligations to serve you and our Lord Yahushua. Oh, our Lord Yahushua, you are the throne of grace. You are God's great gift to your people. Our dear Lord, although you have not committed any sin, yet you also suffered. It is because of our sins and transgressions. Thank you, O oh Lord Yahushua. There's nothing we can repay. Even our life is not enough. But our Lord Yahushua, we shall try to follow you. Your example that you became obedient to our Father in heaven until your death on the cross. Our Lord Yahushua, allow us to set our sight on you, to fix our eyes on you, our dear Lord, that all of us shall be ready to meet you on your second coming and to be with you forevermore. Oh, our dear Father in heaven, we faithfully believe that you have hearkened to our humble supplication. You will continue to be with us every moment of our life until we are able to finish our race. We beg everything, O oh God, in the great name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen. Amen.